0: Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about quiet quitting in mental health. This week, we read What Quiet Quitting Says About Workplace Mental Health, published in Counseling Today, 2023. Um, Heather, the first point the article makes or asks is who's doing it? Who do you think is quiet quitting within the field of mental health?
1: Um, I think probably we're seeing more clinic-based quiet quitting. You think agency counselors like agencies, are quiet Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that lots of things were expected of them during COVID and then integrating oh. back into a situation, especially maybe with some of my supervisees that have um, been in multiple yeah. places.
0: It, well, you're saying, I wonder if you think, oh, you're, you're saying COVID has caused more quiet quitting among agency clinicians. Maybe. Do you think, would you? I, I I don't know what my opinion would be. Do you think you would say that more agency clinicians quiet quit on a regular basis, regardless oh. of COVID? Oh. Um.
1: Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Maybe.
0: I don't know if I think it has anything to do with your setting. Okay. Because I I okay. think I think clinicians at all different kinds of settings
1: can, can quiet quite, quit. I think they can. But tell me more. Why do you think?
0: Um, As I'm saying that, I'm thinking if you were in a private practice or a different kind of setting where you don't have a lot of people around you, you could quiet quit and you might not even know.
1: (laughs) That could happen. You're right. All of a sudden you're like, oh. Yeah. I mean, no
0: one else is like reflecting it back to you in any way. There's not anybody else to like show, point that out to you either either. In their words, or just by what they're doing mm-hmm. to point, you That's know, very true. But in and by yourself, you could just be quiet quitting and not even realize that you've right. you're just putting less energy or effort into mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I can imagine that mental health clinicians or people working in mental health can quiet quit anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think maybe the dynamics that I think are I imagine result in quiet quitting are. Um, feeling discouraged.
1: Right. I would agree with that.
0: And that when I say that, I think with counseling that can happen. I mean, if you're feeling discouraged and you work at, I don't know, um, a grocery store. Right. You can still feel discouraged there. But I think to me, the work that we put into mental health feels really personal. And so then I think that you can feel discouraged on a deeper level Mm -hmm. or more easily,
1: more quickly, maybe? Well, because more exposure, right? Every every client that we're working with that comes in has the possibility for it not to go right. (laughs) And I think that could lead to discourage.
0: Yeah. So maybe like agency. mm -hmm. I think you can be discouraged as part of an agency because you don't feel like you have the autonomy that you would like. Yeah. Or you feel discouraged because there are limitations to... That the agency has for some reason, like maybe, um, yeah, whatever those, but I think that that can happen. I have a friend, um, she has a private practice that I think she loves, um, but she does feel limited because the name of her private practice kind of implies that her private practice only works with kids. Oh, Okay. And I mean, that, that is totally up to her. She has the autonomy to change that, that. but to her, it feels limiting. And so I wonder if sometimes it feels discouraging Mm -hmm. to her.
1: I absolutely can see that. That
0: So I think it could happen. Lots of maybe we're, so the limitations of where you are, but what if you're discouraged because, um, the type of clients you see Mm -hmm. are challenging. Right. And so then it's discouraging because you don't always get instant feedback. Mm -hmm or positive feedback, or you don't use, maybe the type of client you have has a lot of recidivism and they, they just continue to have the problem. Those could all be
1: discouraging things. Yeah. I think it happens a lot in mental health that expectations change part of that's through the process of therapy. Mm -hmm. But I think also in, it could be in private practice or in a any kind of setting, right? Any yeah. kind of clinic setting, hospital setting, whatever is expectations. Either of your higher ups could be hard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Expectations of your clients could be hard. Yeah, yeah. Expectations of your supervisor, if we're talking about supervision, sure. I mean that could all be something that could be. If we're talking about discouraging feelings leading yes. to quiet quitting,
0: I think that's a a good example of COVID. Like right. Maybe you are before COVID, you already felt pretty maxed out. Right. Um, and sometimes discouraged. And then the world threw at you the, the, all the complications that COVID brought, Right, um, that everyone needed mental health support, mm-hmm. or that you needed to very quickly be virtual and you, you're like not, you don't feel right. tech savvy or right. something. And so that's an added challenge that you just maybe felt unprepared for.
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely think that fits into the reason.
0: Mm-hmm. So to me, that feels very broad. That makes me think this is universal. Anybody could get to a point where they feel like
1: they're quiet quitting. Right. And I think as those expectations that either we put on ourselves or that Uh are put on by others, like it almost like you were saying, you may not know you're doing it. Like you may just be like, Oh, I'm burnt out. Oh, Uh I'm not happy. Oh, I'm, you know,
0: I like, I think that's a whole nother aspect that we touched on, but you saying the expectations of others or even expectations of yourself, I Mm -hmm. think, I mean, for me, when I say that counseling is personal The work that I do as a counselor is personal. It means I do have expectations that maybe others don't have, but I can be hard on on myself or critical of myself because it's work that's important to me. So I want to do well. So that could be, yeah. So what if it's not because your agency is telling you something, it's not because your clients are telling you something, it's because you're telling yourself something that results in you feeling discouraged. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, when before we hit record, we start. We were kind of talking about this in terms of burnout, and you and I both said that sometimes we, in mental health or in um, supervision, we might talk about burnout as though, um, it's really bad, like or dumb, dumb. right, or or that, um, if it happens, oh, that's it's a it, you know, sentence. right. I'm
1: never going to be a good counselor, right?
0: But really, the way that you and I are talking about quiet quitting and what leads to it, you and I are saying. This is something you could flow in and out of.
1: Right. You could flow. in. I definitely believe that. And I think with having that kind of like, I don't know, flexible boundary mm-hmm. of what that is, mm-hmm. I think that can bring you to a spot of being able to like, okay, so what do I need to change? Like, okay. what do, if, if it is my own expectation, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What do I need to change to make either my work week better yeah. or the kind of client I take mm-hmm. or how I do my interviews? Uh-huh. Like, well, that's...
0: Um, Moving to the next point of our, in our article, um, creating work boundaries or examining work Mm -hmm. boundaries, um, specifically with your supervisees, how do you help them or what examples do you have of helping your supervisees examine their work boundaries?
1: Um, in particular, and I don't think she would mind me sharing this story, but I have one in particular that was taking all of her notes home on the weekend to complete oh, them. Yeah. And, because she felt too busy during the right, week? Right. She felt too busy oh. when she was at work to get them done. Yeah. Or she felt they she would write them, but they weren't, like, thorough enough or good mm, enough or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it led to her spending, like, days just doing notes Yuck. and then going back into work. Um, and really, you can't do that for very long before you just no. feel...
0: you know, that when I hear you describe that, I'm hearing her expectations led to her doing that, as well as the expectations that she felt at work that she needed to be really productive Mm -hmm. during the hours,
1: during the business hours. Right. So
0: a double whammy. Yeah, twofold.
1: So Mm -hmm. I actually close every single session with her. We now have moved our supervision to Fridays, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we kind of have a little routine we do to make sure we have turned off our therapy Uh hat for the week and Uh then we can go into our weekend ready Uh
0: so um i think how trying to imagine how i could help someone maybe it's a problem maybe it's not a problem maybe i just want them to reflect on good work boundaries Uh um maybe i would use there's so many variations of this but like um um what do they call it? like a wheel sure. your wheel of life mm-hmm. you know with all so the it's pieces, like right? right so it's like um it looks like a circle with um lines mm-hmm. like pieces of pie right. and you can you can put those uh create your pieces of pie wherever you want to but the idea is the whole thing is 100% how much are you giving
1: to right right
0: to each area mm-hmm. of your life and helping them then also so the the exam- or the format that i have you color in so you, you create your piece of pie to show what percentage you're giving mm-hmm. to that and but then you also color in how much you wish you were giving right so right. if you this poor person who's just laboring right. over her notes maybe she would say you know 25% of my whole world mm-hmm. is making sure those notes are really great and you would then have them uh, color in well what what percentage would you actually like right that to be and mm-hmm. and maybe it's like uh five percent right i might make okay. a line <laughs> yeah so whoa and, and right. i think the visual helps them to see well that means you have 20 percent that you could give to something else what other parts of your life that you represented in this really need other, more yeah more and things. maybe it's like oh if i had an extra 20 percent, i would five percent clean the house mm-hmm. um 15 hang out with the family right that would feel much better. And and so then you can visually also imagine how it would feel or what your life would look like if you adjusted all those I like them. percentages. Um, that doesn't always ha- put it into action, but at least it helps you to you start thinking right. about it and reflecting on it. Um, but yeah, I think I, maybe the other way that I do this and I wonder if you, I imagine you do this also Something that you do to help your supervisees look at their work boundaries is most often when it comes up, right? Like there's an issue Mm -hmm. or something like the notes that you're like made aware of, and then you can help them figure out, look at it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying. I think even um, maybe recently, I had a supervisee, and I think notes and other clerical things um, that they were doing. That I said that was a lot of time spent on that. <laughs> right. Dude. How? Wh- I mean, what did it feel like to spend that much time on that? How did it feel when it was done? Where you sat? Did it uh-huh. feel like that was well spent? What if you had spent it on something different? What if you would use that for some uh-huh. other purpose? Oh, I have a good example. Um, In this was maybe my very early years of being a supervisor. I worked in an agency and would help to help train or onboard new counselors coming into the agency. And so many new counselors that I've worked with or known that know that part of their expectation is to lead groups.
1: Oh, yes. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The coaching conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated
0: They want to spend just hours and hours planning for the group <laughs> or making something, something. or preparing right. something to use in the group.
1: It's very common.
0: And really, what a, that's not, I mean, usually I can't even think of a time where I thought that was a good use of their, of their time. Especially with group,
1: because you just never know how it's going to go.
0: Right. But um sometimes in an agency where they ha- offer groups, you know, who's going to be in the group, mm-hmm. how many people, you know, the dynamics of right. that group. But I don't think that's the norm. Right. I think the norm would be you're going to lead um, CBT group and you don't know who will attend that day, right. how many people, what their ages might be, mm-hmm. what their. And so if you plan so carefully and meticulously for a very specific group, And those people don't show up or there's a different dynamic or you start the group and realize there's
1: this is not what we need. Right.
0: There's a big emotion that we need Mm -hmm. to address. And how thrown are you if you've got this elaborate CBT plan (laughs) and you just have to throw it out the window because it's not going to work. That maybe I'm thinking of um, a counselor that I was helping in a hospital setting and they created so many little tiny construction paper <laughs> shapes and cutouts right for um, a CBT group for latency kids like okay. 10 and under okay and shoot if I mean I don't know how long they spent I think they even went to the store and bought supplies oh, to no. like and spent <laughs> hours cutting all these things out and then when they showed up every single kid under the age of 10 was either discharged or not available <laughs> during that time. And so they had to adjust. Right. I mean, the whole group had, you know, the unit or right. the um, adjusted and went, okay, well, we don't need a CBT latency group right now. We actually need an adolescent group on this time. And went, right. like, oh.
1: Mm-hmm. That'd all be very the. Very easy. All the work. Everything. All the
0: construction paper. Right. All the, th- you know. Um And that that not only you have to help yourself move past oh all my plans, but I also almost instantaneously need to figure out a new plan right in the moment like right right now yeah
1: and probably not using the construction paper
0: right (laughs) right right maybe not not a fit for them um so I think and if that can you imagine if that happened over and over to you Mm -hmm. how discouraging and frustrating Mm -hmm. I think for me I would feel discouraged with myself that ugh this. Why do I I I keep doing this? Why do
1: I keep planning and over
0: planning and Mm -hmm. Or just not feeling successful. Right. And that I would feel discouraged in being able to, like, that I wasn't meeting the need or the expectation. So, again, just like you described, like, twofold. Um, But I see how that the boundary, having good boundaries, flexible, Mm -hmm. but also firm, lead to feeling less discouraged. Right. Or feeling like you've met the goal. Mm Mm-hmm. And then ho- lead, hopefully, leading to less, fewer, fewer times where you feel like quiet quitting. Right. True. Um, so, in supervision specifically, what we're talking about, or the examples we've given so far are about when people feel like this in their work. But um, what about? Have you ever felt like quiet quitting on a supervisee, or have you ever had a supervisee that was kind of quiet quitting in supervision?
1: Mm. I don't know that I've ever had one quiet quit in supervision. That you know? That I know of. Mm. But that could have, you know, maybe I would be unaware of that. Um, But I have had a supervisee before where I can remember thinking, like, how much longer are we going to do this dance? Oh, yeah. You know, I am not a fit. And and to, like, bring it up and be like, yeah, so you know what? You really are interested. You should go and pursue a supervisor with that specialty. And then we're still meeting for supervision for, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're just either not doing it Mm -hmm. or (laughs) just like... Oh, maybe I'm not available next week. <laughs> like yeah. What's happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know of a situation. That, but again, I mean, we, know?
0: That, we know. I mean, what you said has me reflecting on my pre- past supervisees and thinking, was that quiet quitting? <laughs> like,
1: was that it? quiet
0: quitting? <laughs> um, I can remember a couple that I really had to kind of like haggle and nag and. Right. Right you know, work on to get them to meet with me every week. Yeah. And I think that is a yeah, version of quiet quitting. If they really felt like there was, they were getting a lot out of supervision or needed that support. Right. I don't think it would have been as hard to get right. them. Exactly. To schedule and be on time or be there. Right. Good point. Um, I, and I struggle with this because I think, um, so where you and I are at there, like in the world, mm-hmm. um, Some people pay for supervision. Right. And some people get supervision through their work Mm -hmm. and they don't have to pay directly for it. Um, But you and I most often have supervisees that are paying us. Yes. Um, I struggle with someone who's quiet quitting and we're kind of addressing Mm -hmm. it. We're talking about maybe making a change or um, whatever that might be, either in the what supervision looks like or when supervision happens or considering a different supervisor and i think i have a hard time with um they come back to me and realize that i'm a pretty good bang for your buck mhm and they're willing to continue with me even if it means quiet quitting right because you're right it's cost efficient right yeah um and i i think i have a hard time knowing how and when to draw the line and say yeah i think so much of that could be unknown
1: right mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily see it
0: right so maybe that's um Right on to our last point, isn't it? (laughs) How to make a change. So I think, um, you know, our article didn't exactly say it this way, but I think this is the counselor in both of us that quiet quitting doesn't mean, well, moving on. Right. It's not a death sentence. Right. It means it's time for a change. It's a sign or a symptom that something different needs to happen. right? So, yeah, what if you do have a supervisee or you even feel like this yourself Mm -hmm. being the supervisor? What kind of change is possible or needed if you realize someone's quiet quitting?
1: Well, I think first you address the things like you were just saying, like the practical things. When in the week are we meeting? Mm. Is that a conflict of a day? Is it already a hard day for you or for them? I mean, look at the basics, right? Mm -hmm. With my supervisee that I shared about earlier, we figured out pretty quickly in her new location that Fridays (laughs) was very important for us to meet. Her day was lighter, but also she really needed that support in resetting for her weekend. And at first we were just going to do it like once or twice and then it just fit her schedule better. And mm-hmm. so we, we kind of continued on with that schedule, like just, you know, kept meeting, kept meeting, but you do have to make some shifts in that, right? Like first you're looking at just scheduling. Uh-huh. Then if you're continuing on with change, you want to look at, okay, am I the right fit? Does this person actually yes. need something else? Cause if they need something else, Sometimes they just I don't want to say need to shove out the door. But right. <laughs> they, and, they need a like little like it's okay to leave. Right. And
0: right, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or right. them. Just if it's not a right. fit, it's not a fit. Right. I you know when I I try and coach supervisees in that direction that um not all counselors are fit or the or the, or a perfect fit or a good right. fit for all the different types of counseling. Right. And you know I mean what it you know, first semester of grad school when they ask people what's a what's a population that right. you don't think you could work with? And everybody says, I could work with everybody. Right. It's not a, true. <laughs> yeah. Not if you're being honest. Right. Um, that maybe just acknowledging that sometimes means moving on to the thing that is a better fit. Right. And that you'll be more successful at. Right. Um I'm thinking about while you're talking, I was thinking, I think you're doing a great job of describing task ruptures and relationship ruptures.
1: Yes. Mm, Those right? are very but, different.
0: Um, but, So you're saying, okay, for in your mind, you would step one, look at is, is there a, a like a, um, are you missing each other in your goal, the right. task rupture? Right. So are you like, huh, this is, you know, other than we, aren't meeting at the right time of day for both of us. I'm hungry right. and you're trying to get out the door. That, that's not a good time for us. And if we could find a time where I'm not hungry and you're not trying to run out the door mm-hmm. to go pick up a kid or something, that we might actually have better supervision. Right. So addressing some logistics stuff, right. some task stuff, some getting on the same page about some things might make all the change that right. was- that needed. might be it. Yeah. Um. And so you said, okay, look at the logistics stuff first and then you would move on to- relationship relationship ruptures um neither of which i mean by definition it doesn't mean that they're not repairable right so you could still work through both of those so a relationship rupture your description is maybe i'm just not the right fit and Mm. that doesn't mean anything bad it just means something just means somebody
1: needs something different or that Mm -hmm. i need something different
0: Mm -hmm. um i well i think that that could I'm thinking about a solution that is still kind of a task rupture solution I think like maybe you're meeting in supervision and you think this is like a relationship thing that you could work on and to address it you you start to make space or time for highlighting positive things
1: mm-hmm. right
0: and that that does some repair to the right. relationship exactly. but it's also kind of a task thing right um related you know a logistic thing or right. a goal thing that you could focus on that. But I do think that could happen within a supervision relationship. What if it's you? What if you're feeling that way? Would you examine those things for yourself
1: and think, I feel like I'm quiet quitting on this person? Right. Like, what am I doing? Why am I dreading this? <laughs> That's uh-huh. usually a good sign uh-huh. if you're quiet quitting. Yeah. Why am I dreading this meeting? Why am I dreading, you know, doing this? And then looking at, like, is it, again, logistics, but is it mm-hmm. also because I don't think that I can give them what they need? Mm -hmm. Or is it because I think that they're not listening or they're just abrasive? I mean, there could be all sorts of different things, right?
0: I think in all the examples that we've given, too, and the way I'm thinking about it, um, the challenge is in following through on the change. Right. So you're saying, what if you're kind of acknowledging and they're kind of acknowledging that maybe you're not exactly the kind of supervisor that they're looking for, but you just kind of continue on. So the challenge or the push. Is how to do it. Right. is to get yourself to do something different, which is, I mean, that's like pushing yourself out of the space where you're quiet quitting that you could resolve yourself to go, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this because I'm just going to stay where I'm at right now. Right. Or you could say, I don't want to stay where I'm at right now. Right.
1: This doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Maybe let's say in a positive way. That's why the the supervision relationship is so important. Right. That you sometimes need. Sometimes you can do it for yourself and sometimes you need someone else to say, yep, we got to push ourselves out of this place so that we're not in a place where we're just quiet quitting Mm -hmm.
1: anymore. So be bold. Say what you need. Mm -hmm. Do all the therapy things. I like that. (laughs)
0: Maybe we should end every episode with, okay, so be bold. (laughs) Go Um, forward. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks today for listening to Supervision with a Vision. We would love to hear your ideas for episodes, as well as how you've supported your supervisees that feel like quiet quitting.